If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is a continuation of our a few, of three previous shows. Uh, the topic is The Nature of God, Part 4. And before we go further, um, I just want to mention that we have a gift for you, and I think you'll like it. But um, I'll say more about that gift uh, around the midpoint of the show. Meantime, I'd like to give uh, some accolades to Alice Bailey, the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, that's, and Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Uh, Alice Bailey is the author of 24 volumes of literature, and the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. Only as we understand ourselves can we arrive at an understanding of that which is the sum total that we call God. And um, I'd like uh, I'd like you to say something, Sarah, if you if you would, uh, a bit more about the difference between uh, uh, God immanent and God transcendent. Well, maybe we should backtrack a moment to. Um, the program that we uh, did last time in which we were talking about God and the Godhead because those are concepts related to God imminent and God transcendent. As I was saying on, on that program, it's very difficult to talk about the one about whom naught may be said. The, the Godhead is that all-pervasive energy that unifies and yet transcends the outer visible world. In the um, Eastern writings of uh, Scripture, he's described as the one without a second. And that's why there is nothing that can be said about the Godhead, because we are all immersed in that great life. We can't even refer to it as a being. It's the one before whom all words recoil. And we can address this this level of... Um, existence as the one in whom we live and move and have our being and that might help us understand why we cannot stand apart from it and describe it 
And I was mentioning that uh, Hinduism probably comes very close to defining the essence of the Godhead in the concept of Brahman, which is neutral and unquantifiable divinity. That is God transcendent. Having pervaded the entire universe with a fragment of myself, I remain greater and wider than all the outer universe. But there is the counterpart of Brahman in the concept from Hinduism called Atman, which I suppose in Christianity would be the soul. And that is God immanent, I-M-M-A-N-E-N-T, not God about to uh, materialize as imminent means, but imminent God within the human heart, God present within uh, each human being. And there is a, a link between Atman and Brahman in our opening thought. We can only, only as we understand ourselves, can we under, arrive at an understanding of that which is the sum total that we call God in the Hindu recognition that God is within each of us. The great Hindu saint Shankara said, that art thou, meaning that level of divinity, that concept of Brahman, pure, all-pervasive divinity, is us, or we are that. We, we are that in the sense that we are at our core divine beings. And that divine being, of course, is comes by way of the soul. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the link, our link with the divine. And it is, uh, well, perhaps by way of analogy, we might say that um, uh, as a way of understanding this, um, when a person dies, for example, his, uh, his threefold body, his uh, physical body and his emotional nature and, and, and uh, mental nature uh, disappear. And uh, but the person doesn't really die; he just passes on to another stage. He returns back to that soul uh, source, and um, which is the transcendent part of us. Mm -hmm. But the then the, the drop rejoins the ocean. You could right, say, right? Yeah, that's another way of saying it. And the imminent part is the one we the are drop. in <laughs> in the incarnation. Mm -hmm. in the world, in the form. And uh, the soul has created this form. It's the uh, um, creative aspect between the soul and the mind which produced this uh, form we call personality. There's a wonderful concept from Judaism which Rabbi Michael Lerner has brought back to our attention. It's from the ancient... Um, uh, Jewish spiritual mystical text, the Zohar, and it's the concept of tikkun. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, T-I-K-K-U-N, but it's this this um, recognition that the joining of God transcendent with God immanent, God apart from the world, greater than all the manifested universe, and yet present within even the atom of the created manifested world, are one and the same. They are inextricably linked. And yet, humanity tends to see this great gulf in the uh, idea that, oh, I'm so far apart from God. I'm so is isolated and alone and away from God. And I wish I could go and rejoin God. 
that's the failure to recognize that God is present within all of the visible manifested universe. And the concept of tikkun, as I understand it, is the recognition that we are here on earth to transform, heal, and repair the outer manifested world to to bring about the redemption, the um, re-divinization, I just made up a word, of the manifested world uh, so that it does in fact provide an accurate reflection of God as the Godhead exists in its pure state. This is the whole point about talking about God transcendent and God immanent. And I think this recognition is buried deep in all human hearts or we wouldn't have this concept throughout so much so many of the world's religions of the idea of a world savior christianity certainly um believes in and promotes the concept of christ as not god incarnate not god on earth i don't believe most christians really believe that but he exemplified the divine potential within the human being. He was a, a blend of the human potential and the divine origin of all life. He exemplified something that's possible within every human being. He said, greater th- things than I have done, ye shall do. And I think this is what the world Savior embodies. The The meaning of Christ, Christos, in Greek means the anointed one and it's the same word root that stands behind the Jewish concept of Messiah again the anointed one and it's found in Islam in the concept of the Imam Mahdi which is a a concept that the Shiite Muslims believe in as I understand it not the Sunni Muslims but the Shiite Muslims believe there is a either a tenth or a twelfth Imam I'm a little rusty on my Islam, who is expected to return to the world. And that that holy, divine world savior is someone whom they await. So there is this concept even within Buddhism of the Maitreya, in Hinduism of the Kalki avatar, of the divine potential exemplified by a person, but portraying something that is potential within all of us that verifies God imminent and I think this this apparent dual nature which isn't dual it's really one nature but <clears throat> for purposes of discussion we could say is a dual nature the transcendent part and the imminent part um, I think is it's a good design because the transcendent God can stand apart from his creation and thereby um, effect the creation in the way, you know, working out his plan through that creation. If he was only totally within that creation, uh, he wouldn't have the control over the forces and energies of his body. And it's the same way with a human being. We have this transcendent part within us, the soul, and it's by way of the soul that we can transcend and stand apart from our own unruly personality and that's where the the only way that we can really bring this personal nature under control is by utilizing the powers and the the, um, transcendent nature of the soul 
For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, and uh, our topic is The Nature of God, Part 4, and I, I suppose you're uh, thinking about that gift uh, that I uh, mentioned earlier. I'll tell you more about it right now. It's uh, it's a paper, so when you give us a call and ask us for your gift, uh, ask for The Nature of God, and we'll be happy to send it out to you. You'd have to call us on our toll-free number, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. And once again, the um, uh, the gift is a paper. Ask for the nature of God. Uh, the easier way to re- remember it uh, is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L. U-C-I-S. Our website, by the way, is www.lucistrust.org. And uh, we also need your help. Uh, we need to pay for radio in order to stay on the air and to continue doing these uh, spiritual shows. And we certainly enjoy doing them. And many of you have uh, sent in letters of appreciation uh, saying how much you enjoy the shows and what you learn from them. And uh, some of you have actually started reading some of the books of Alice Bailey, which uh, we're happy about because you can explore these uh, topics in much greater depth. But we do need your help and your support, as we always have, in order to remain on the air. So if you'd like to make a donation, either large or small, we'd certainly welcome it and it would, uh, it would really help us a lot. So give us, uh, no, don't call us. Send the donations uh, can be sent to Lucis Trust, once again, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, once again, that's uh, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, we want to get back to uh, our topic, the nature of God, and We'd like to. Uh, what other points can you make about it? I guess it's. Uh, I'm getting this idea that God is almost beyond our understanding, but uh, and I think that's. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's even a learning experience because one doesn't think of God beyond their understanding, but it sounds right. Well, Maybe you can make some other points about that. I I'm I'm listening to myself blather on and thinking how audacious to even attempt to talk about God. But in stumbling around in our minds and in our words, perhaps we gain some slightly expanded glimpse of the nature of the reality that lies behind the outer world that so engrosses our attention. One uh, one of the failures, I think, of the great saints of the Middle Ages was that they saw a great cleavage between the outer manifested world and what they believed uh, to be divinity, which was, I guess, in their minds, heaven. And they carried that belief to the point where they believed that to be saved, one had to renounce the world and all of the natural uh, appetites and affections, whereas a more New Agey concept is that you can live a life of spiritual and divine aspiration while present in the world. And I think that's a very inspiring concept, but it's a difficult one because there's a fine balance to be struck. And uh, something that Dale was saying, I think, touched upon this, but essentially it is that God transcendent eternally exists, 
but he can only be known and approached by God imminent, God within us. And this was, I think, recognized by the great French thinker Pascal. He said, speaking for God, you would not seek me if you had not already found me. I love that thought. Oh, that is an interesting thought. Say it again. You would not seek me if you had not already found me. Mm-hmm. That should give us all hope in the very fact that we are inclined to progress spiritually. We are already joined with the One. But we want to somehow bring that realization into our consciousness. And that's why the concept of the soul, the Atman, is so vital. And I think that lies behind Christ's statement, He who would... um, No one cometh unto the Father except by me. Meaning... Christ, the Christ principle, the soul, is how we approach pure divinity or God transcendent. And that's another part of it, too. We've, we've personalized Christ in a... In a, in a in, man. In, yes. And certainly there was that aspect of Christ, the, the physical part of Christ. But as you say, that Christ is also a principle, a principle... Mm-hmm which is basically a reflection and an expression of love, the divine love of God. And uh, this is another aspect of Christ that we should really reflect on because it's, uh, it helps to expand and reach beyond that uh, very personal approach of Christ. So I, I think that... Uh, that would also be be good for expanding one's consciousness to to think more in that direction towards Christ as a principle, the principle mm-hmm. of love, which is embodied and symboli- symbolized by the soul. And in fact, that reminds me that one of the first meditations uh, that students are given in our school of spiritual development called um, the Arcane School is a meditation on developing an understanding of the qualities of divinity that exist within the Christ principle in in the human heart, within one's own soul. What are the qualities of of pure divinity that we would recognize within the human being? And that's how we begin to awaken and develop our own Christ principle. And the other quality, of course, is the spiritual will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about that before, but... Uh, God is love is very familiar, but God mm-hmm. as will is something new, isn't it? Yes, and there are those three energies uh, that are basically the... Uh, the third uh, being intelligence. Third being intelligence and love and <coughs> will. And those are the three energies of the divine trinity. The trinity that's found not only in Christianity, but in and as you say in Hinduism, in uh, Shiva, Vishnu, and Brahma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, again, we are up against a great mystery that the one expresses through the three and through the seven. That's a whole other program, and in fact, we discussed that some time ago. But there are, there are mysteries that one can only um, uh, bow down before. We can't uh, always explain everything for our own mental benefit, but just being willing to ponder and muse on some of these concepts I think is beneficial. There's a, a phrase that keeps coming into my mind about God imminent, which is the idea 
that God is nearer than hands and feet. I'm not sure which of the world's scriptures that comes from, but God is nearer than hands and feet, touches upon the nature of God imminent. And when we develop this concept that God is present within the world and actively visible if we have the eyes to see him, I think that awakens our sense of responsibility or should for how we conduct our lives and relationships here in the world. Uh, if you think of life, uh, life is, is one of these ideas that we um, throw around a lot. And uh, But the life of God, as is said, it is his energy and his vitality is found in every manifested atom. Mm -hmm. It's the very life that's in the atom itself and these are the same atoms of which we are made and uh, of which the world is made the whole tangible world and it's the very life at the center of each atom that is also the one life of God they represent the one life of God and this is another way of well approaching God by way of science I know, that's what's so thrilling about the present time. I hear people sometimes complain that people have lost their religious uh, inclination. I don't think so. I think people are looking for a new spiritual approach and that they are many of them finding it in science because science is, it's as if religion has come uh, from one direction and science has come from the opposite polarity and they're meeting or very close to meeting in a recognition of this oneness that knits and binds the whole world and not only binds it on the outer level but substands it and is infinitely greater than the manifested world. And there is some discussion about when life begins and when it ends and of course uh, there is no ending and no beginning to life. It simply is because God is. It, it, it exists uh, throughout the universe and uh, the um, life, the forms which manifest life uh, have, may have a beginning and an end, but they are very temporary forms, whether it's a, uh, a human being, a human form, or an animal, or a plant, or a mineral. It's the same one life that uh, animates all these forms. I think this uh, concept of, of life is explored either through a fascination with astronomy and space, and Voyager is now about to get to the edge of our solar system or whatever I heard on the news the other day, or it's explored on the uh, subatomic level, and both polarities are revealing God's presence in the world. The great invocation that we close our program with touches upon man's obligation to cooperate with God's intention in the stanza that says from the center which we call the human race let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells evil being separatism and selfishness God's plan is that humanity reveal the nature of divinity on earth and we can do that by living in right relationship with each other and with all that shares our planet with us. And that's another aspect of uh, the manifestation of God is through this great prayer, the great invocation. 
and uh, it's the prayer that we close our meetings, our programs with every every time. Well, it's a wonderful prayer and one of the best I've ever heard. I I hope that the audience maybe I, I think they should give a a special a special attention this time to that prayer. If, uh, some people just listen to it uh, haphazardly, but it's a really great prayer. And once again, if you'd like to have that gift that we spoke about earlier, um, just give us a call and ask for um, uh, the nature of God. It's a paper, and just ask for the nature of God and give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it one eight six six N Y Lucis. That's one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis Lucis L U C I S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.